Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC. Prime Headlines is brought to you by Don't take risks. Use a condom every time. And thanks to Malatu, I kicked out Malaya one time. Some spices. Yes, sir. From our studios here at Kukumlimli in Accra, this is Joy News Prime. I am MFA Apau. In the next 60 minutes, there are a lot of corrupt people. There are a lot of thieves, thieves in my own ministry. You sack them, you employ new ones, and when they come, the new ones are even worse than those that you sack. Roads Minister fumes one more time. This time he alleges there are thieves and corrupt officials in his ministry who aid wrongdoing. We get transporters from other countries, neighboring countries, coming to pick cargo from their ports, and they don't respect our asylum regime. Also in this package, Parliament Special Committee probing alleged plot to remove IGP warns former NPP Upper West Regional Chairman Bugri Nabu not to hold the committee to ransom, insisting there will be consequences. I beg to say that this is not like uh, we're going to uh, be breathing down, I mean, uh, on the notice of those who attend this committee. But we want all witnesses to respect the committee, especially our timetable. We'll tell you why the chairman of the committee was not buying the excuse that Bugri Nabu was unwell. Also, President Ekofado makes a strong case for the reform of the United Nations and the global financial architecture, as he argues Ghana and Africa have been exploited for far too long, resulting in our economic situation. The crisis of the global financial institutions and of global governance under the United Nations system, which were created from the rubble of the Second World War, is a deep crisis. At the top of the hour, it's Beverly Broom brings us prime business. Our producers are short supply following. 
the settling of financial obligations owed them by the ECG. They should relax. We'll sustain operation and the lights will be on for everyone. We'll bring you prime sports with the spell. Well, Vice President of the Ghana Football Association warns that the country risk falling behind in football development on the continent if they do not increase investment in the sport. We want our national teams to be top in the world. We have to put a lot of resources at our levels like other countries are doing. And if we don't do it, trust me, you will be sitting here one day and you see countries like Tanzania and all these people, you know, just raising by. Joining us Prime is available on DSTV Channel 421, Go TV 125. We're on Google, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and MyJoyOnline.com, and all our social media platforms. This is Joy News. We are your home of independent, fearless, and credible journalism. Please do stay on for details. Joy News Prime Headlines was brought to you by... Don't take risks. Use a condom every time. And thanks to Malatu, I kicked out Malaya one time. Chiefs, chiefs, in my own ministry. You sack them, you employ new ones, and when they come, the new ones are even worse than those that you sack. Tonight, Roads and Highways Minister Christian Mwakwata is fuming once more, and this time alleging that there are a lot of corrupt people and thieves in his ministry. The minister was visibly angry, said when some of the corrupt people are sacked and new ones brought in, the new entrants are worse than those he sacked. Ms. Mwakwata made the remarks during an inspection tour of the ongoing Valko runabout to Bong Road reconstruction project on Wednesday, August 23. Today, uh the report that we have had in recent times, even though we were aware of in the past, and the reports we have had from the MCE of 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 Katamanso, Katamanso, you know, the Honorable MCE who, uh, who is with me, and then from the Banker uh, Drivers Association, we have moved on to the hometown to the Carrier uh, Road. No, it's about 3.4 kilometers, and it's also in, in, in terrible shape. Now, this is being added to the contractor's work, you know, as extension, you know, through uh, variation order. And I have directed the contractor that this should uh, work on this road from next week you know, to give it a, a smooth traveling surface. So, so that we don't run the risk of any tanker you know, uh, falling off because of the quite deep uh, may God forbid. So generally, to answer your question, you know, I am I am highly impressed. Work is going on satisfactorily, and we shall continue to throw uh, our weight behind the contractor. As you say, I'm, uh, I'm talking on behalf of government. Uh-huh. The resident engineer has also been giving status of the reconstruction project.
bad materials and we filled it with better materials compared to the levels required. On the right-hand side, we've done the same compassion, but we are left about two kilometers of the top to be, and that is top 250 millimeters. Mm. It has to be done, about two kilometers to be done. And then that would have finished all the shoulders. Mm. We also have culverts on the road, about seven of them. We've done six. We are on the last one, waiting right now. That is the one in front of the uh, um, central. Okay. That is the one we are working on. Once we finish that one, we'll come back to Kung again, and we'll begin the main road, that's the main carriageway, and begin to take out the bad materials and then replace with the very good materials, build it up, and then do the road itself. That is where we are now. If we look at all these and put them together, we are nearing about 25% of, of, the, of the road. Yes. And we are sure that uh, we support from government and from all the stakeholders who will be able to finish this one. Not, not, not long. So far, we have not been able to advance money to the contractor yet. And that is part of the problem. We need money to be able to progress the job. If that one comes into play, I think within 12 months, okay. it should be able to finish. Okay. Yeah. So that's the state of the Kong reconstruction project. But earlier, the minister raised concerns about the use of these axle loads and the corruption within his ministry. He maintains that thieves and corrupt officials are aiding and abetting some of these breaking of the rules on the roads. There are a lot of corrupt people. There are a lot of thieves, thieves in my own ministry. You sack them, you employ new ones, and when they come, the new ones are even worse than those that you sack. Members of the press, you see the harm we are doing to our country. All of us and our government is spending millions and billions and billions of money to fix our roads. You know, we get transporters from other countries, neighboring countries, the landlord countries, you know, coming to pick cargo from their ports. And they don't respect our asylum load regime. Look at all these vehicles parked here. You know, and they park here hours on end. My information is that some of them are now going through the documentation process at the port. So they could park on the shoulders of the road for more than 24 hours. And the pressure on the road, they have de destroyed the shoulders of our roads. The, 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 the customs people are mining some of the barriers, the police are mining the barriers, but they get free access uh, through our corridor. What are we doing to our country? Because of bribery and corruption. Well, let's interrogate further some of the concerns raised by the Roads and Highways Minister. Let me bring in anti-corruption crusader, a key one at that. Mr. Michael Boydi joins us via phone. Thank you so much for your company this evening here on Joy News Prime. So we've been listening to the Roads and Highways Minister fuming about the corrupt officials and thieves, he asked, 
in the ministry, aiding and abetting the breaking of these particular laws? Should we be having sympathy for him, or they should work harder to, to read out these bad nuts? Well, good evening, and good evening to your viewers. I, I think that, uh, let me, permit me to quote what the Constitution says mm -hmm. about uh, corruption. It says that, if you look at Article 35A, it says that the state shall take steps to eradicate corrupt practices and abuse of power. Mm -hmm. Now, who are the managers of the state? The road minister has no business complaining and lamenting. Mm -hmm. I mean, the fact that the road minister says that he sucks people who engage in corrupt practices completely betrays his, 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 his understanding of what the law says. Corruption is a criminal offense. The way to treat corrupt practices is not to sack them. It is to report them for investigation, prosecution, and sanctioning. So that is why the road minister will continue to sack people. They will come, others will come and perpetrate the same crime. Mm -hmm. I, I think that it is getting to the stage where the ordinary man, you and I on the street, are getting frustrated because we get a sense that our managers are doing something else from what the law mandates them to do. We, I mean, we, we cannot cry with the road minister, we cannot sympathize with the road minister. I think that the road minister must do the right thing. If he has identified persons who are corrupt in his ministry, he must report them. Failure to do so is a total betrayal of the state. It, it, it itself is a complicity of the crime that is being perpetrated against the state. And so we beg him, he should stop lamenting. They should just do the right thing. Report them, have them investigated, prosecuted, and then sanctioned so that it will serve as a lesson. The road minister must show us evidence that he is committed to helping this country develop. Okay. It is, it is as simple as that. But, but substantively, though, uh, Mr. Michael Gwedi, uh, shouldn't we cut him some slack concerning the fact that they are officials, even without, not those even within his ministry. He talks about the police, the immigration service, amongst others, also aiding uh, for these axolotes, you know, laws and rules be broken. Really, um, I think that he should be commended also for highlighting the situation, shouldn't he? No, I think we have talked too much okay. in this country. It is about time to act. They're the talking has been too much. Mm. Look, if he thinks that he has evidence that the police, the uh, customs are engaged in this corrupt practices, that he is in a position to engage their, super, their, their superior and then the necessary action is taken. He has the competence, he has the know-how, he has the resources, the capacity to even cause an investigation so that we can identify the culprits and then have them Punish. Okay. You know, it is not enough to complain. I for the complaining, we have had complaints. If it's all about just complaining, that we, 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 we elected them to steer the affairs of this country, then we can all do uh, uh, run, uh, manage the government, or we can all run the country, because mm. we are all complaining. Mm. 
We'll leave you here, Mr. Bwedi. Thank you so much uh, for joining us this evening here on Joy News Prime. It's an anti-corruption crusader. Away from uh, the roads, though, it was an explosive secret recording on which the former MPP Upper West Regional Chairman Bugui Nabu was heard talking to two senior police chiefs allegedly plotting to remove the IGP. I bet you remember that leaked tape as part of a conspiracy to rig the 2024 elections. Today, Parliament's Special Committee began public hearings into the matter and wasted no time warning it would not be held to ransom. The committee was left fuming after lawyers for Bugui Nabu showed up with an excuse that their client is unable to appear before the committee because he was ill. Isn't the chairman of the committee? I do not believe it is right and proper that when people are invited to appear before the committee, they have scheduled the committee. It should be the other way around. The committee, if you know all the sacrifice, people should be in their constituencies and the rest of it, they are here. And the witness is the one who is trying to hold us to ransom. So these are my initial remarks. And I expect that um, um, all those who appear before the committee um, will know time consciousness is very important for us. It's not a witch hunt. These are very decent members of, of, of our community and we'll give the devil to you. The committee received a letter yesterday um, under the hand of lawyer Raymond Donyo. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash Boost by Tax Day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Yes. Um, whose base of practice is crab, crab, and coke? Uh, requesting of the committee to excuse uh, Mr. N- uh, Bugri Nabu, who is supposed to be our first witness, because essentially we are supposed to investigate a tape. And it seems to us that, um, I mean, he has originated the tape or whatever it is like. And um, Council is saying that uh, we should excuse him for today on grounds of ill health. Okay, fine. I want to say that um, that could be a reason why we will not do business today, but it is not good enough reason for the simple reason that um, unless it's a death-dealing malady, then we can say, oh, for one measure or the other, we can say. We do not have any supporting, I mean, document by way of a medical practitioner that uh, this gentleman should be um, excused. So we do not want um, people who appear before this 
committee subsequently uh, to be using excuses to delay our work. It is very, very important. And what we intend is that the committee wants to confer and we will, we will see the next agenda, which will be very, very good. And he comes in here and we conclude the business. Well, the chairman of the committee, Samuel Atachia, together with his vice, um, James Agalga, have been interacting with my colleague Evans Mensa on Top Story on radio, uh, giving further details on what the committee is looking out for. When is to confirm the audio and also identify those who were a part of the um, um, uh, space where it was recorded, then we can then invite people properly. This is our humble view of the matter that the whole investigation or interrogation of the matter is premised on an audio tape. And we have some modicum of evidence that he was part of it. What we are trying to do is to do a proper fact-finding. We, we don't want to do conjectures or imagining the evidence. So now that we have fingered one who is there, uh, the evidence will unfold. And mind you, the gentleman who we want him to come and start, I mean, testify on oath. Which is a very serious matter. When you testify on oath and you don't want to come forth with the truth, then you are treading on dangerous ground. They call it perjury. So this is what, how we want to do, but we don't want to assume that we know the full evidence. We want the our evidence to unfold so that people will just listen in and say, oh, this is what he said. And then it will be interrogated. You have the benefit of counsel, so I don't think there should be a problem at all. If a former uh, summons had been placed on you that you should appear before court and you don't want to come, the next stage is what we call, we, we won't call ourselves a bench. No, it, they call it bench warrant will be issued, but we are not a bench. So the proper, I mean, uh, processes will be issued. And um, uh, the police who work with the parliament, who effected for us. We thought that, look, we would give uh, Buri Nabu the benefit of the doubt and, and, and um, uh, allow them to come on, on, on Monday. And the chairman had, you know, words of wisdom for them, and council, um, fortunately, uh, took a cue from the admonitions of the chairman. And so we expect that, uh, moving forward, witnesses who would be appearing before the committee would uh, accord the committee the, the, the respect that the committee deserves. Look, we are on vaca vacation. We ought to be in our constituencies. But you see, the committee, the speaker tasked us with this job to uh, look into the um, uh, uh, leaked audio and, and make recommendations to the House. We They gave us some timelines. We don't want to def default. And so, and so it is our expectation that there will be cooperation, and then we can work expeditiously and, and, and put matters to rest. I mean, we'll send recommendations to the, the, the plenary, and appropriate decisions I mean, will be taken. One of the tasks of the committee is to authenticate um, the audio. So we will not take things for granted. Um, when Mr. Buri Nabu clearly has been identified as one of the... Uh, voices uh, captured did that audio appears. I guess one of the uh, objectives of the committee would be to 
authenticate that yes indeed the audio is not somebody's uh, uh, imagination it was real he took part in those meetings and and of course we'll be expecting that he'd also assist the committee to identify those who uh, engaged him in 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 in, in, in those conversations um, on the leaked audio so that's um, James Agawaga there speaking earlier on Top Story. You also heard the chairman of the special committee, and we're told that the committee will resume sittings on Monday, and definitely will follow up that for you. Also more on myjoyonline.com. Now, Parliament's Finance Committee is challenging claims and granted a $4 million tax waiver to Fort Mac Limited for the construction of a hotel under the One District, One Factory initiative. The Finance Ministry last year requested for a $6.3 million tax waiver for a Ghanaian-owned company, but the Parliament granted almost $4 million in waivers for Formac Limited. We'll bring you details of that shortly, but we know that Chairman of the Finance Committee uh, insists the waivers were granted the company as a strategic investor under um, this particular act. My colleague, um, Maxo Agoba, uh, joins us via Zoom uh, with details of this particular story that was first broken by the fourth estate. We'll have details of it. But Maxo, thanks for joining us. So let's talk about what exactly the fourth estate say about the tax waivers. Yes, um, so the waiver we are told is to cover import bills and other import related taxes of the company. Now the company also received a five year tax holiday. Um, the parliamentary approval um, followed a request from the Ministry of Finance, mm-hmm. uh, we're told on July 25, 2022. Now the ministry initially sought approval for almost $6.4 million in import tax relief for the construction of the four star hotel. Uh, the 160-room hotel, we are told, is expected to open its doors to customers in 2025. Mm-hmm. The Ministry of Finance wanted the relief granted in line with the tax exemption regime under the One District, One Factory program. This means the company would not pay anything in taxes when it imports materials and equipment within the exemption granted um, arrive. Now, additionally, the Finance Ministry asked that Parliament allow the company not to pay VAT on items it procures locally um, for the project. Now, companies in this category also benefit from a five-year tax holiday. Mm. Now, per the Standing Orders of Parliament 169, it required that the Finance Ministry's request was forwarded to the House's Finance Committee, which is chaired by uh, Mr. Kukukwaten. Now, the committee in its reports um, to the House dated November 25, 2022, recommended that the request be approved but it reduced, it reduced the amount um, from $6.6 million, a little okay. above $6 million, um, to $3.9 million. Now, the committee noted that um, it included in the taxes to be waived um, was domestic value added tax, which is a domestic indirect tax. Now, the committee, however, considered that in the light of the new tax exemptions regime, the domestic VAT should be removed from the basket of waivers. Okay. Um, the report stated, also made a case for the exemption, and the report said the tax waiver for Formac Limited is consistent with the government's overall policy to propel industrial growth under the 1D1F program as it would contribute significantly mm. to job creation in the tourism and hospitality um, sector. MFR. Well, but the fourth estate checks also reveal that the company details could not be found in the database of the Registrar General's Office. Yes, MFR. To qualify for tax exemptions, 
A company needs to register with the Office of the Registrar of Companies, uh, that's the ORLC, okay. and have an unblemished tax record with the GRE. Mm -hmm. Now, in March 2023, the Fourth Estate wrote to the ORC seeking background information relating to Format Limited, mm -hmm. its directors and shareholders. However, per the records of the state institution taxed with keeping the records of all registered companies in Ghana, the company does not exist. Now, the ORC suggested um, to the fourth estate to confirm from the directors if there has been a change of name. And um, that response was given by the head of companies at the ORC, Jones and Ansam. And he said in that letter that, quote, also, if you have evidence of registration documents of the above-named companies, please do not hesitate to let us have it so we can authenticate and update our records accordingly, MFA. Well, the Finance Committee of Parliament has responded uh, to the claims. What does it say? Do we know? Yes, um, MFA, it said that the report was inaccurate mm -hmm. and um, it stated um, that the justif it gives some kind of justification um, for the committee's recommendations um, in this report. Okay. Now, it's quoted here stated, as saying that the committee noted that subsection 4 of the Ghana Investment Promotion Center, GIPC Act 2020, Act 2013, Act 865, authorizes the board of the authority to negotiate specific packages for strategic investments. Okay. Um, in addition to the incentives available to any enterprise under the tax, customs, and other laws. Now, this is for the purpose of promoting, we are told, identified strategic or major investments. Mm. Now, the board of GIPC, we are told, have therefore satisfied itself that the construction of the hotel is a strategic investment that deserves to be supported under the Act and intends to extend the needed support to the okay. investors to realize um, the objective. So this is an extract um, from the committee's report, and it concluded by saying that. So it is evident from all the records that the Minister of Finance request for a tax waiver of $6.3 million was in favor of the Mac 4 Company Limited as a strategic investor under the GIPC Act 2013. Okay. And the approval reduced figure of $3.9 million by Parliament upon the recommendation of the Finance Committee was also in accordance with same MFA. Okay, thank you very much. That's Max Olawabwa. We can hear from the Chairman of the Finance Committee, Kweku Kwating, there interacting with us earlier. But clear that our recommendation was for the uh, company to granted tax uh, waivers as a strategic investor. There were other portions of the report, obviously because uh, the preparation of these reports sometimes are done on the back of previous reports prepared. So uh, when the workload on our on our clerks is, is big, then they pick reports that are similar to the referral being considered, and then they try to replace the essential elements of the report with a new referral. Unfortunately, sometimes these things slip through. But I think anybody who reads the report in total and reads the minister's uh, memorandum to parliament and reads what appeared on the other paper and reads all that has happened in parliament would be in no doubt that this was a strategic uh, investor waiver uh, referral. Uh, and that is where we, we, we thought the fourth estate should correct the error in order not to leave the public with the impression that somehow we had granted exemptions to a, a hotel, uh, which exemptions are meant for factories.
Well, as the chairman of the Finance Committee of Parliament, thankfully, Seth J. Bokpe of the Fourth Estate, he led the team to work on this particular story, and thankfully he joins us via Zoom. Thank you so much uh, for your time. So you've been hearing the explanation so far that's been given uh, by the chairman of the Finance Committee on this. First off, they, they tell you that it's an error that um, this particular tax waiver was captured under 1D1F, for which reason uh, you should not go out the way um, you did in terms of uh, this particular story. Is it tenable for you? Um, thank you very much, Amasa. I think that it's rather unfortunate. Um, parliament is a house of records. If we cannot trust records from Parliament, I don't know where else we can consider official. Now, if you read Section 4.0 of the Finance Committee's report titled Required Waiver, it mm-hmm. says to ensure the execution of the project. And in line with the tax exemption regime under the One District, One Factory program, mm-hmm. the Ministry of Finance is seeking parliamentary approval to exempt import-related taxes and domestic VAT up to the CDA equivalent of almost $6.4 million on materials and equipment to be imported and procured domestically for the construction of the facility. Now, clearly... Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC. This is what the Finance Committee wrote in its report. This report was signed by Mr. Quartin. He mm. cannot therefore say that we made a mistake. Mm. Now, secondly, if you look at the documents that the Finance Committee um, alluded to, they have the 1992 Constitution. These were the references they, they made to approve this um, uh, waiver. Mm-hmm. The Standing Committee of Par- the Standing Orders of the Parliament of Ghana, the Public Financial Management Acts, and guidelines for the approval of tax waivers under 1D1F. Mm-hmm. Where did they mention the GIPC Act? If you are granting an exemption under an act, clearly you should specify. So if he is saying that we made a mistake, no, we did not. Mm-hmm. If anything, he should rather be apologizing for us because, to us because in 100 years' time, if we pick exemptions granted by the House, what will appear is this document. This is what will appear. Okay. Not what, not, not what he is saying on air. Okay. What will appear is what is in the document. Mm, that correction should come from Parliament, definitely. But really, um, this bit also about this company not existing in uh, the records of the Office of the Registrar General. I'm sure you've been trying to reach this format um, limited. What has been the explanation so far? So what we did is to write to the Office of the Registrar of Companies um, to get the 
the, the names of the directors, basically those behind the mm. company, the names of the directors and shareholders. And we made them say various variations of the name. Or, as in the, uh, the, the number the four, four mm-hmm. dash MAC, Mac. And then also four without the hyphen, Mac. And then the spelling, four, F O U R, Mac. We did not find it. However, today, this morning, we had a call from the Officer Registrar of Companies that they have found the name. But then we made it another set after of how long of a search? Set after how so long of searching? We actually sent this letter in March 2023. Yes, March 2023. Mm-hmm. Yes, and then also another search we did at the GRE shows that um, the company existed, but a number attached, another oh dear. An, Mm-hmm. We call the number. The gentleman says he doesn't know anything about the company. Mm. But all of a sudden, you are told today that the company exists on the register. Yeah, we're told that the company exists. So, okay. I mean, we, we, we have documented proof from the Office of the Register of Companies. Yeah. Mm. I'm sure this is a story that's still developing and that will be following on the fourth estate. Thank you so much, Seb Bokwe, uh, for joining us with the details. We'll take a quick breather here. We deserve it at this point here on the Joy News Prime. We're back with more stories. Please do stay. Hey, Charlie, welcome back. The malaria really knocked you down, eh? Charlie, no joke. Fever, headache, vomiting, loss of appetite. I couldn't even eat my usual fufu. <laughs> you and your fufu. But I hope you got it tested before the malaria treatment. Yes, I did. And thanks to Malatu, I kicked out malaria one time. When malaria strikes, take Malatu, containing Arthemeter and Lumefantrine. Comes in tablets and suspension for effective treatment of malaria. Great to have you back. Thank you. <laughs> no problem. Mala 2 is suitable for adults and children. Manufactured and distributed by NS Chemist Limited. This advertisement has been vetted and approved by the FDA. It feels like becoming an entrepreneur aside academics is never going to be possible when you're in school. Mainly because we feel that we are young and we don't have the resources and the guts to be one. But if you believe in yourself and you have the passion to become an entrepreneur, then you already are. Staying ahead in a highly competitive environment requires applying creativity and innovation to every aspect of your journey to becoming an entrepreneur. Presently, entrepreneurship is driven by creativity and innovation to attain business objectives. The explosion in technology, business, entrepreneurship and consumption in this new era is as a result of the ongoing application of innovation. Milton Bell once said, if opportunity doesn't knock, build a door. So, if you are ready to be an entrepreneur, Heritage Christian College is ready for you. Heritage Christian College moves you from a wantrepreneur to become an entrepreneur. My name is Tina. I am a person living with HIV. I got to know my HIV status 
after I gave birth and lost the child because of HIV. In those days, prevention of mother-to-child transmission services had low patronage due to fear and stigmatization. Today, many HIV-positive women have delivered negative children. I follow the guidelines and take my HIV medicine called ARVs every day as prescribed by my doctor. This makes me strong and healthy and also prevents me from passing HIV onto any future child. Please, avail yourself of PMTCT services when pregnant. It is the only way to ensure you do not pass the HIV onto your baby during birth or pregnancy. If you have tested for HIV recently and it was negative, test again when pregnant. If you have tested positive, go to the hospital after birth as directed by your healthcare provider. Your baby will be given medicine immediately and tested to ensure baby and mother are well. Let us work together to have an HIV-free generation. Our children must be free to shine. My name is Abeiku Agri Santana. If there's anything that makes my life so easy, it is my bank. I love hanging out with my boys' boys at our usual fufu joint. But even without cash, we still the job better with EcoBank Mobile. No matter the time of day, my bank helps me stay in touch with my beautiful wife whenever she's away. And when my beautiful wife is in town, she never misses out on her favorite TV shows because I'm able to pay up all my TV subscriptions from the comfort of my mobile phone. Whenever she has to get groceries too, my bank makes it cashless and convenient. And the part my wife loves the most is when my bank makes it possible and easy for her to shop from any part of the world without moving. <laughs> Welcome to the smart world of Ecobank. Download Ecobank Mobile from Google Play Store or the app store and discover the smart way to bank. Ecobank, the Pan-African bank. Daddy, daddy, <sighs> this tank is big. Yes, that's true. It can store a lot of water. That's so true. Wow, it has a working surface like it. Mm-hmm, that's so true. I can see S. I-N-T-E-X Syntax! That is so true, my daughter. When it falls down, it will spoil That's not true. But why? Yay! Syntax was the first to introduce double-layer tanks in Ghana. Syntax again was the first to introduce white inner layers in Ghana. Syntex gives you the biggest warranty, seven years. No matter your water needs, Syntex is the answer. Syntex Tank. Are you strong? Are you tough? Hi, now let me share my wildlife experience with you at Safari Valley Eco Park. 
Welcome to Safari Valley Epic Park. Our electric shuttle pulled up and in no time our tour began. We were surrounded by wildlife from the moment we entered the Eco Park. We were greeted by experienced tour guides who took us through orientation and how to better enjoy the experience. Watch these animals roam freely in their natural habitats and disturb by our presence. We saw zebras, sable antelope, brown cranes, mara, silky chicken, nalas, Shetland ponies, and so many animals I just couldn't keep up. Our tour guides taught us so much about the wildlife, their behavior, and how to interact with them. I even fed them. We also went fishing on a man-made canal. Then we took a break to have lunch in this serene environment. All this amazing experience for this prize for adults? This prize for teenagers. It's a bargain. As the sun began to set, it was time to go back home, but not before dinner by the campfire. It has been a thrill of a lifetime, and I can't wait till my next visit. Safari Valley Eco Park, bringing you closer to nature. Welcome back. This is Joy News Prime live on myjoyonline.com here on Joy News and also on Joy Prime Television. Now, Joy News can confirm that some forest reserves are active with irresponsible mining, contrary to President Akufado's assertion that all reserves have been cordoned and protected. The president in January this year said the country's forest reserves are not the protection of security agencies, but a trip to the Apamprama Forest Reserve in the Ashanti region indicates extensive devastation of the natural resource, even at the time the president was making that statement. In the first of a series of documentaries titled Forest Under Siege, Erastus Asaridonko puts the spotlight on the Apamprama Forest Reserve. <laughs> In January this year, President Akufuado gave assurance that all forest reserves have been cordoned off and protected. The Ministry of Lands and Natural Resources has, through the agency of the Forestry Commission, with the assistance of the military, made the effort to cordon off all 294 sites of forest reserves in the country and rid them of illegal mining. But even at the time of making that statement, the Apamprama Forest Reserve in the Shanta region was being pillaged by Chinese miners and their Ghanaian collaborators. Today, one cannot distinguish between the Odahun, Kobro, Obuyakwa and Binenebane sections of the Apamprama Forest Reserve. The devastation stretches deep, revealing the depletion of thousands of hectares of this major carbon filter for Ghana. This miner tells us he works for one Emilia, who we later learned is a politician. Other miners are not happy that her equipment were left out of a recent onslaught against illegal mining in the forest. 
soldiers came, they met one of our excavators on the road, and they burnt it. These equipments belong to Mama Emilia's group. She's a former women's organizer for MPP at Jakarta. We don't know why they did not burn her equipment. The chief of Kobro, Nanayao Enin, tells a story of how he and his elders were treated when they confronted soldiers guarding illegal miners in the forest in 2022. On Monday, I, my linguist and some of my elders took a trip deep into the forest. We met a barrier manned by armed soldiers. This was in 2022. I introduced myself as the chief of Cobro and caretaker of the forest for Bekwai Paramountsi. I told them we've noticed some activity in the forest. We demanded to see their documents so we could inform the king of their presence. The soldier called the owner of the mining site on phone and told him of our presence. His boss told him to ask us whether the forest is owned by the government or the people of Cobro. We couldn't challenge the armed soldiers, so we left. Reporting for Joy News, Erastus Asaridonko, Kumasi. We have many more of such series coming up with Erastus Asaridonko. Now, President Akufado is making a strong case for the reform of the United Nations and the global financial architecture, which he argues is in deep crisis. The president, who is attending the BRICS summit in Johannesburg, South Africa, says the continued exploitation of Africa to the detriment of its people ought not to persist. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. There's an urgent need to pursue new cooperation and multilateral arrangements that will make, move uh, and may recuperate many economies in Africa, including Ghana, which are currently challenged economically. Excellencies, I urge this meeting to address what is of importance for us in Africa and I believe for the world generally. That is the urgent necessity for the reform of the United Nations especially of the composition and structure of its Security Council. The contemporary world has moved on significantly from the post-1945 world, which gave rise to the birth of the United Nations and the makeup of the Security Council. The world of 2023 is not the world of 1945. The crisis of the global financial institutions and of global governance under the United Nations system, which were created from the rubble of the Second World War, is a deep crisis. 
Now, the second phase of the Kumasi International Airport project, which began in 2018, has halted due to lack of funds to continue its construction. The project forms part of three major construction works, including the KTR Market Redevelopment Project and the 500-bed capacity mother and baby unit at the Konfuanochi Teaching Hospital, which have also stalled. The Kumasi Airport project, which is expected to provide the requisite infrastructure for safe domestic and international operation, is now idle as contractors abandon work. Nana Boachi Dankwa Yadom spoke to some residents. In 2018, President Akufuado cut sword for work to begin on the construction of the second phase of the Kumasi Airport project. The project was expected to be completed in 24 months. In 2023, contractors have left the site, leaving the project site covered with weeds. What do residents of Kumasi make of this? Airport, no. The airport is left abandoned. The contractors are not on site. The government should be truthful to us because it's our taxes. Not having enough international airports in Ghana is our problem. Everyone traveling would have to use Kutuka. Meanwhile, an international airport in Kumasi would help neighboring regions. They started very well, but now things have slowed down. We don't know what they want to even do now. They should work on it for us. The construction began in 2018 before the Tamale Airport. It should be completed by now. At the moment, the government should focus on having an international airport completed as soon as possible. I don't even know why some projects stay anytime there is a new government. There are several projects abandoned. It's a problem. Going forward, anybody traveling will be in difficulty since this project has been abandoned. Now this is the Kumasi Airport, the phase two of the entire project. The project is set to be 70% complete, but left abandoned. Reporting for Joy News, my name is Nana Bwachedam Kwayadom, Kumasi.
My name is John, and this is my long-time crush. My cookie dipped in strawberry yogurt. On this scorching hot afternoon on our way back from a long job hunt, we met this good Samaritan who offered us a ride. Six weeks later. Big night to Shanae, a special wedding reception for her bride and groom. And there she is, my cookie, dipped in someone else's yogurt. Don't be like John, who holds the mullah, calls the shots, play game by games, the easiest lottery to play and win. It's four numbers from zero to nine up to three times daily to become one of our daily lucky winners. Dial star nine four six hash to play now. Or you can also play online at www.gameparkgames.com. Game Park is regulated by the National Lottery Authority. Investment Limited. It's a Thursday, a day away from the weekend, mm -hmm. and Becky, Rebecca, Chenebua, Ya Baby, Dakon, E with Bex is here. I'll see you. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's let's talk about Kwamina MP. I'm not too sure. You, you, you mm -hmm. know. Oh, okay, that's yeah, nice. My friend, you're, why you're, I you're, you're, you're in the system, showbiz system. He's out with a new EP. Mm -hmm. He calls it Warm Up, and he was on Andy Dusty's uh, show this morning, and he's been telling us all about it. What uh, fans should expect in this new body of work. The EP is six songs. Six songs. Yeah. All about piano. Yeah, all about Why? Piano. Um, that, that is what we decided to do. First of all, you know, I'm, I'm the type of artist that I like to like make songs that would make people dance. You know, yeah, and then on my piano is like a, one of the sounds that I really do good with. So we decided, Charlie, let's do something. And then like I haven't, I feel like I haven't really released songs that are very danceable. So I was like, yo, this is the time. Let's just put some danceable songs together. I'm a piano, six songs, and then give it to. But why am I piano? Is there a target? What's the target? Um, we were just trying to get to people from the clubs, people who want to dance, people who are like uh, looking for um, like a playlist to, you know, I'm a piano playlist. We don't really have like much I'm a piano songs coming from Ghana. Like there are few. Yeah, we are always listening to the South Africans and if you want to hear something. But that's piano, where it was created. That's where yeah, it's from. So. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, it's a good sound and then it's nice to like tap in and then you know try to do something from that side as well so yeah so in this case all the songs were produced here in ghana yeah yeah in ghana i Hold produced on. one song and then there's this guy anel 
Anel produced MOG. A few producers from Ghana, actually. Yeah. Is there an intention to cross over? I mean, yeah, of course. Yeah, that's what we are trying to do. That's our target. Yeah, I mean, ever since we started working, we started making music. We are like we've been always hoping to like you know get our songs across the world, overseas, everywhere for this world. So yeah, we 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 want to do that. We want to keep doing that. And you think yeah. the I'm a piano sound is what's going to take you there? I am not thinking that I'm a piano sound will take us there. I think the whole music thing, in general, like not to even talk about the genre or the type of song or the message. Yeah, we're just trying to like create sounds that would like you know get to the people, you know, in general. Kwamina MP right there. MFR, today is Thursday, mm-hmm. and you know, we usually do Throwback Thursday. And this one sits right this evening because mm-hmm. uh, I don't know whether you're familiar with um, uh, Thursday Theatre. Yes. You are? Yes. Yeah, we've got episode four. You, the younger ones who, uh, you know, who have no idea what Thursday Theatre is, and what it means to us as, you know, Ghanaians and who adore the showbiz industry. Go ahead, please. Let it go. because you are a young woman. That, I, didn't, I didn't like that. I know you. I am not old, but I think you've been unfair to Bob. It's unfair about this. Boys play with boys and girls with girls. Brothers and sisters must be able to play together then. Look, but not in this situation. It is not easy. It isn't easy. And he is my brother. Look, he is not. He is your stepbrother. Dad! The truth is sometimes bitter, but we'll have to take it. No matter what. Dad, you made the rule. You said we should never ever use that word in this house. I did. I did. But I want you to know the difference before anything serious happens. You understand? I remember I I, I said that, but it's actually different. It's actually different because today I want you to appreciate my problem. Listen, I, I want you to understand because I, I have come to see that I need you badly. You know, I, I want you by my side. I mean, I, I, I want to lean on you, and I want you to be my support and, and bring some life into my home. Why don't you look for someone who is much younger and less burdensome? What, what, why do you think you're going to be a burden on me? The good old days. You know the man. Ojo Domenya. 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 What do you say? We're looking. Did you ever watch Thursday? Thursday, I'm not too sure. 
Oh, I'm okay. a baby. That is why I'll be brushing my teeth this evening with Pepsodent. <laughs> and More tomorrow, yeah, when mm-hmm. I wake up, I'll brush my teeth with Pepsodent, Quality Fighter, Charcoal, Pepsodent Herbal, and Triple. Do it always. Praise the Lord. Every smile matters. Mm-hmm. Have a good evening. And there's more when you log on to myjoonline.com. Beverly Broom is up next with Prime Business. Please stay. Caprenu, Eya, and Nutrimi too for say a bibber o Tadia, Tadia, Unsan Cotonu in Pilu, Namekanfu, SCP, Ama, SCP, Ewa, Tema Shahel, a whole factory Cassiano, Essi, and Yenape, pavement blocks, Boss and Casancasa, and a DDC Dem Piano, Oko Shahera, SCP, Ebemobi, some person who should dine, Napoto Gu concrete, and Yafra Koto Cement, Yakopabu, Akopania, Ufre SCP. The concrete is amazing that with quality. Cement warm on the good camera amount. So, what am I? A fiena, dodoa, a flower, pong, and in particular, in the office. I was Princess Road, the little pie restaurant in the DVD. For SCP was 0501 672 608. An free number 0800 626 266. Betway is your gateway to a theme park full of gaming excitement. A whirlpool of wonder where your favorite games come to life, where you can take to the skies. With max payouts that reach into the millions. All in the palm of your hand. Visit betway.com.gh. Terms and conditions apply. Betway is regulated by the Gaming Commission of Ghana. No under 18. Bet responsibly. Betway. Bet your way. Extremely busy. Or traffic jams, meetings, conference calls. Luckily, our mom is here to take good care of us with day by day baby and day by day kids and their naturally active ingredients. Our skin is hydrated, soothed, and protected all day long. Yes, hello. For the ultimate in entertainment, switch on now. Are you feeling what I'm feeling? Yes! Because DSTV is going to make you with something for everyone. Switch on a world of action and comedy, reality, drama. Keep playing now with the DSTV app and catch up. I got you, girl. Get the My DSTV app to get or stay connected. Switch on a world of... Wow. And switch on now with DSTV.
le Créateur. My name is John, and this is my long-time crush. My cookie dipped in strawberry yogurt. On this scorching hot afternoon on our way back from a long job hunt, we met this good Samaritan who offered us a ride. Six weeks later. Big night to Chanel, a special wedding reception for her bride and groom. And there she is, my cookie, dipped in someone else's yogurt. Don't be like John, who holds the mula, calls the shots, play game by games, the easiest lottery to play and win. It's four numbers from zero to nine up to three times daily to become one of our daily lucky winners. Dial star nine four six hash to play now. Or you can also play online at www.gameparkgames.com. Game Park is regulated by the National Lottery Authority. There are days when you think, whoa, today I've earned it. So order a global. Days when plans run longer. What if we order a global? Or days when you can't control everything. Oh yes, because on Global, you can order anything you want. Global, you order, we deliver. Kwajo, why are you late? Yes, Kwajo, why are you late again? Kwajo. Can't you talk? See, mommy, I could lie like Amma and say I was doing my homework with my friends. Or lie like Amma and say I was helping Grandma buy food. Mommy, I will not lie like Amma. I was playing with my friends, and that is why I'm late. Homework now. Thank you for not lying to me. Your Calipo is in the fridge. Calipo, the natural fruit juice drink. Of the you know that This advert is FDA. The business segment is brought to you by Ecobank, the Pan-African Bank. It's time you switch to Bell Park today. to do business here on Joy News Prime. I am Beverly Broma. Look at our stories now. Finance lecturer at the University of Ghana Business School, Professor Elik Blim Komla Agbloyo, has entreated government to ensure and honor its payment obligations for the old domestic debt exchange bonds, as well as to boost confidence and trust among local investors. His comments comes on the heels of the government's disbursement of 2.4 billion cities 
on Tuesday to settle coupons on the new domestic debt exchange bond papers. Reacting to this development, Professor Agloyo maintained government will be able to further deepen trust among investors if it is able to honour all future payment obligations for both old and new domestic debt exchange bonds. Given what has taken place, it's important that the government rebuilds trust so the press release is in the right direction. Hmm. And trust will be rebuilt and enhanced as the government continues to pay. So there's a first coupon that they have to pay. Uh, if they pay subsequent ones, it would improve confidence in the market. All right. I also think that they should provide similar assurances to holders of the old bonds. Okay, I had Dr. Edwanani entry recently calling for that. I haven't seen a press statement or release to that effect. So I think they should provide similar assurances to holders of the old bonds as well. First of all, default is a function of willingness to pay and ability to pay. I think by issuing this press statement, the government is reaffirming its willingness to pay. Okay, but obviously, ability to pay is also very important. And to enhance the ability to pay, the number of things that they need to do, uh, we should continue on the path of fiscal consolidation and trying to improve revenue and reducing expenditure. This is even more important as we approach an election year in 2024, where governments are usually tempted to spend to, to win votes, basically. Mm. Uh, again, they need to do a proper cash flow management. Uh, if they do that, it will make it easier for them to meet their coupon and principal obligations. There are two key factors that can either enhance or detract from the ability to pay. So first of all, if we are able to complete the external debt restructuring, that will provide some fiscal space for the government that will improve our ability to pay maturing bonds and coupons as well. Now, some retail managers at East Legon have been arrested by the Ghana Revenue Authority and the Criminal Investigations Department of the Ghana Police for some tax infractions. The infractions, which include failure to register for VAT and selective issuance of VAT receipts after purchase, are described as unlawful under the country's tax laws. Here's more. The exercise is part of the ongoing operations by the Ghana Revenue Authority to ensure all businesses obey the tax laws of the country. Among the managers bastard for failing to issue the VAT receipts are Aqua Space, Dealers and Swimming Pool Materials, 69 Bridge Enterprise, Rosie's Collection and others. According to Assistant Commissioner in Charge of Enforcement at Accra Central, Joseph Annan, companies must make the move to register and pay their VAT before the GRA embark on an operation to apprehend them. All these, I mean, reps from these companies have been picked up and the CID is taking them to the office to take their statements. We will make sure that they are registered. We will also assess them preemptively. And then, once they are registered, the law talks about going back to when they were supposed to have registered. So if they were supposed to have registered three years ago, and they failed to do so, then once we register them, we're going back to when they were supposed to have registered. And then we'll assess them from that time to date. So that is what is going to happen to those who are not registered. So it's better for you to register on your own, because when we come, then we'll have to go back to when you were supposed to have registered. And ignorance of the law is not an excuse. 
Mr. Annan disclosed to journalists that the authorities began a strategy to go after businesses in the night economy. He believes it's a thriving sector of the economy that must be checked well. VAT is suffering. Obviously, it's to be expected that they will not be treating the other tax types right. But for the night market economy, what our officers are doing is to do full compliance. So when they go in there, they'll check uh, PAYE, they'll check CIT, they'll check VAT, all other tax that are applicable to a particular taxpayer. And once you are found far of the law, then the appropriate sanctions will be meted out to you. All tax defaulters will be prosecuted and made to face the law accordingly. Now, the Chamber of Independent Power Producers has assured consumers of uninterrupted power supply in the country following the ECG's prompt settlement of their financial obligations to them. This is part of a commitment made on June 30. According to the Chamber, the payment service as a testament serves as a testament to the collaborative efforts between the IPPs and the ECG in ensuring the stability and sustainability of Ghana's energy sector. Speaking to Joy Business, CEO of the Chamber of the IPPs, Elik Blim Akpetogbo, guaranteed a reliable and stable power supply in the country. I will not speak to exact figures on the outstanding, but what I can say is that the arrangement that ECG put in place is quite impressive, even though we expect them to do better going forward. Under the cash water for system, we are barely paid about 2.5% of our invoices, but ECG is almost doing times four of what we were receiving. So I think that is impressive, and we expect this to be sustained and improved upon going forward. They should relax. We will sustain our operation and the lights will be on for everyone. We should just join our hands to support ECG, everyone to pay their bills on time. Let's avoid illegal conditions for ECG to gather the revenue and pay us so that all of us will be fine. I guess the remainder of the arrears wouldn't warrant any threats. Now, South African petroleum company Petro SA is expected to announce the production of its oil from the Jubilee Fields next month. The company began its negotiations for the acquisition of an equal split in the interest held by GMPC's subsidiary Jubilee Oil Holdings Limited earlier this year amidst controversy that the deal might not be in the interest of Ghana. However, speaking to Joy News on the sidelines, of the 15th BRICS Summit in Johannesburg, South Africa, Group Chief Executive of Petro SA, Sandy Siwe, noted that the South African firm is committed to the new partnership in Ghana, adding that the benefits spread across boards for all parties. We are committed to the partnership in Ghana. We continue to work with our, um, our fellow colleagues and partners, including the Ghana National Petroleum Company, to ensure that the solutions that we uh, pursue together lead, lead to a benefit across the board. Um, I'm encouraged that uh, among the areas we are, we are partnering on, we are due to announce the first oil in September, so we'll be part of that. And I think, again, it's highlighting the value of the collaborations on the exploration and production side. So I think that's really positive and it's something we should not shy away from also celebrating. 
I believe that the opportunities are also across other parts of the value chain. Uh, the downstream business, for one, I think provides an opportunity. Uh, with me here is also our group executive who leads our international business. And there's been a lot of focus around how we support the downstream uh, business and sector in Ghana. And I think that's a space as well that we want to expand through partnerships to mention a few. So you're willing to invest more? Indeed. I think partnerships require investments. They also require that we understand as we bring ourselves together as partnerships, what is the value proposition we are bringing forward? What is the outlook in the immediate term and as well as the longer term? I think those are some of the areas of alignment that become important to be able to harness the partnership. Talking about the very first production that's happening, how many barrels are we doing and will you show up the numbers based on the very first Indeed. So perhaps the context is there is already production from that particular college. There's additional uh, production that we're anticipating as a result of the raw work that has uh, taken place. I think that's the value we are highlighting. So it shows the sustainability in that investment and also commitment to growth and a longer term outlook in terms of the partnership itself. Meanwhile, energy strategist Dr. Isif Suleimana said this is the time for Ghana to produce more to be able to maximize the returns from the partnership. No need holding shares when you can't commercialize it. And so if you can get you know, a credible partner with the financial wherewithal and the technical capability to partner with you to be able to commercialize the wells or the production, I think it's the way to go. But my number one priority is for Ghana to gravitate to become a standalone operator. And becoming a standalone operatorship means that you need to hold some substantial amount of shares. We haven't done that over the years. And so I get a bit disturbed and a bit worried if I see that we are beginning to dissipate our shares or dilute our interest in whatever that we already we are already holding. That's my piece of it. However, like I mentioned, if you look at the industry, the industry requires certainty to survive. I just mentioned that one, the technical know-how, and number two, the financial without. And I think the financial without. I always say that that is, the over, or, 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 that, is, that, that is paramount. Even if you don't have the financials, and if you have the technical, if you have the financial without the technical know-how, you can always go and buy it. And so it is early this year. Let's give, that, let's give them the benefit of the doubt to see how, to see whether we can get substantial amount of oil coming from this. And, and the other good thing I like about, uh, about it is the fact that, I mean, this is a continental issue. I mean, Africa to Africa. And I always say that, apart from we trying to, you know, develop ourselves, I mean, intercontinental-wise, there is a huge benefit that we can harness our resources together, I mean, to do. So if petrol South, South Africa from an, a, a, a continent of Africa can actually partner um, with GMPC, our national oil company, and it's a win-win game, then there's nothing wrong with that. However, I always want to say that let's make concerted effort to gravitate to a standalone operatorship. Partnership like that doesn't stop us from becoming a standalone operatorship. Only we just need to make sure that whatever commercial that comes from it, let's make concerted effort to reinvest, to build our route, a robust route towards becoming a standalone yeah. operatorship. Because at the end of the day, you know, the state that you have will guarantee how much your earnings or your return earnings are going to be. We do some more stories now, and policy analyst and former chairman of PIAC, Dr. Steve Manteo, has indicated that Ghana needs significant investment in the renewable energy sector. According to him, Ghana will miss out on all the returns that world economies are accruing 
from their heavy investment in renewable energy by 2070. He was speaking at a stakeholder engagement on energy transition and sustainability by the Institute of Climate and Environmental Governance. The Institute of Climate and Environmental Governance launched a report on environmental and climate governance at the periphery, the impact of environmental degradation on livelihoods, welfare and climate change in northern Ghana. The report seeks to ascertain the impact of these issues on agricultural production and economic development. According to policy analyst and former PIAC chairman Dr. Steve Mantiao, Ghana is lagging behind with regards to investment in the renewable energy sector. So you talk about oil we have and we are even bidding our time because we say we want to transition by 2070 losing sight of the fact that there is a new race in the world and that race is to grab renewable energy opportunities you come late in 2070 and the opportunities have been lost the eu today is implementing what we call the eu taxonomy program taxing heavily investments in fossil fuel and encouraging investments in renewable energy. And we want to wait till 2070. By then we come all the opportunities in terms of investment flow into renewable energy will be lost. You mentioned that our renewable component is less than 30%. In fact, it's less than 1%. Less than 1%. We need investments into renewables. And we don't have any framework to attract the investments. We are fixated on oil. And by the time the oil is finished, the opportunities in terms of investments in renewables would have been taken up by other countries. Executive Director of the Institute of Climate and Environmental Governance, Hamza Suini Sajibu, called for the establishment of an energy transition authority with the needed resource to drive Ghana's energy transition agenda. There is so much work to be done, especially when it comes to our transition agenda. And you would notice, and in fact, Dr. Mantiao has just indicated that our framework is a bit shaky. And that is why those of us at ISEC, we are calling for the establishment of an energy transition authority. Because we understand that protecting the environment is not just about environmental sustainability. It is also an economic development mechanism to empower the people. So if we have an energy transition authority that is equipped with the necessary people and resources to drive our energy transition agenda, we would be able to more or less bring all the players in the industry to support that particular authority and would be given the legal backing to do what is necessary to protect our environments and most importantly, propel economic growth in these parts of our country as well. Something needs to be done and it needs to be done urgently. Stakeholders also called on the government to increase budgetary allocation towards the generation of energy from biomass. Our Deputy Minister for Transport, Frederick Obeyadom, is calling on the general public to embrace the national electric vehicle policy to ensure that Ghana does not become a dumping site for fossil fuel cars. He noted that transportation of people, goods and services makes the transport sector the net emitter of greenhouse gases, hence the need to adopt the policy. He made a call at the stakeholder consultation meeting on the draft of the National Electric Vehicle Policy and Implementation Framework in Wa, capital of the Upper West Region. Ghana has developed a draft on electric vehicle policy to guide the development and upscale of electric vehicles in the country to decarbonize the transport sector. The development 
will enable the country to achieve net zero carbon dioxide emission by 2070. The consultative meeting took place in the one municipality of the Apples region to collate ideas from citizens and stakeholders which will help build e-vehicles policy for the country. The meeting brought together heads of department, security services, transport operators, motor mechanics, spare part dealers, persons living with disability, Ghana Association of Drivers, and some civil society organizations. The Deputy Minister for Transport, Frederick Urban Adam, noted that the whole world is evolving to a new trend of electric vehicles, hence the reason for the consultative meeting. The, the, the world is moving at a more safer, a more benign alternative to um, having petrol, uh, fossil fuel, that is petrol and then diesel, uh, diesel. So the Ministry of Transport and the Ministry of Energy in color, under the auspices of the um, senior minister uh, is having this, the senior advisor of the president, is, ha is having a, this um, electric vehicle policy that will help the country be able to have um, this policy that will guide the electric vehicles as they come in. We could also realize, we would also realize that this electric vehicle is already in the system and if it's in the system we need to have certain guidelines that will be able to guide the whole process. He added that the transport sector is a net emitter of greenhouse gases in the country. As you even move from your homes to this place, you use um, you use cars. And these cars, transportation of people, transportation of goods and services, makes the transport sector a net emitter of greenhouse gases. So what do we have to do as Ministry of Transport, as a country? What we have to do is to find a much more safer alternative, as I said earlier. That will, will, will be helpful to the health of you and I and to the help of the whole citizenry. So we, would want to, we wouldn't want to be always uh, emitting greenhouse gases into the air, but we want to find ways and keep all these activities of greenhouse gases. Our power social minister, Dr. Hafiz Bin Sali, in a speech read on his behalf by his personal assistant political, Abdurrahman Megoro, underscored the importance of the e-vehicle as it will help mitigate climate change. This gathering marks a significant step in our journey towards sustainable and environmental conscious transportation solutions. Your presence today underscores your commitment to shaping a greener, more progressive future for our region and our nation. I would like to extend a special welcome to the Deputy Minister for Transport, whose presence here reflects the government's dedication, the government's dedicated focus on fostering sustainable energy and transportation solutions. Your insights and guidance are invaluable as we collectively deliberate on policies and strategies that would drive the successful adaptation of EV in our country. A senior lecturer at the University of Ghana, Dr. Enes Ajiman, in his presentation noted that all citizens in the country are now secondary smokers due to the transport system in the country. Reporting for J News, 
Rafik Salam. Wa. And that's your business for tonight. For more business news, you can log on to myjoyonline.com forward slash business. I'm Beverly Broom. Next is sports. Please stay. and thrilling podcasts and live shows download and listen to us on apple spotify tune in google Podcasts, my joy online amazon services like echo amazon music and audible stitcher adam online overcast and pandora take note of everything sign up for the multimedia digital platforms now to stay updated Everybody came out, everybody's looking good, displaying their art, beautiful art everywhere. Um, This is my fifth year coming in a row. So I'm here every August for the festival. It's been amazing being with my black people all day, every day. It's been great. It's not fun yet. There are a lot of art things to do. I personally love it. And I love the artworks. I love Chalorote 2022. It's fantastic. This year's experience is, uh, is marvelous. It's amazing. It's Charlotte Festival. You ought to be here. The painting, the people, the Ghanaians were awesome. Everyone, when you're in Ghana around the same time, make sure you check it out. It's really happening.
to eat. It's my calibur inside the feet. Don't touch it, okay? Don't worry, darling. I won't touch your calibur, okay? Okay. Papa. Should I listen for you? It's okay, Grandma. You can drink it all. Oh, coffee. I brought plenty for you. Then you know that that Calipo, the natural fruit juice drink. This advertisement has been vetted and approved by the FDA. Hey, Charlie, what number? The malaria will not be down, eh? Charlie, no joke. Fever, headache, vomiting, loss of appetite. Could even eat my usual fufu. <laughs> you and your fufu. But I hope you got it tested before the malaria treatment. Yes, I did. And thanks to Malatu, I kicked out malaria one time. When malaria strikes, take Malatu, containing Arthemeter and Lumifantrin. Comes in tablets and suspension for effective treatment of malaria. Great to have you back. Thank you. Thank you. No problem. Malatu is suitable for adults and children. Manufactured and distributed by NS Chemist Limited. This advertisement has been vetted and approved by the FDA. Another welcome to Prime Sports with me, Razak Musbao. Now tonight, Ghana Athletics and Ministry of Youth and Sports announced the withdrawal of Team Ghana from Friday's 4 by 100 relay heat at the ongoing World Athletics Championship after two members of the team picked up injuries during their individual event on Wednesday. Now the decision, we understand, was taken after James Darcy and Joseph Paul Amwa picked up injuries in the men's 200-meter heats during the morning session of day five. Now, according to the Deputy Minister of Youth and Sports, Evans Bobby, who has been speaking to my colleague Fento Tahiru, the country will commit every resource available to help the athletes recover in time, especially for the Africa Games scheduled for March next year. I believe if they have got an opportunity to compete, they will have qualified for the finals or the semi-finals. So it's a sad news that has hit Ghana. So on our part, at the ministry, I have had some discussions with my minister, my boss, whom I am representing, and that the ministry on behalf of the government is going to support them to go through treatment I'm told they will be leaving back to the states. Both of them they live in the state and they are the students who are running for Ghana and they come, they go for competition they hold Ghana, Ghana's flag high so it's very sad news for us and uh, I have encouraged them to put this one behind them at least they have an opportunity to come next year to compete for qualification to uh, Paris 2024. To be qualified to Paris 2024 Olympic Games in Paris. The government has a 
supported them with $8,000, both of them to go back to go through treatment quickly in the state so that come March next year, they will be fit to participate in the Accra Games. Yeah, that's uh, Ivan Vobi, the Deputy Minister for Youth and Sports. He spoke to my colleague Fentio, Tahiri Fentio, and uh, he joins me now from Budapest in Hungary for more on this very, very story. Fentio, thanks so much for uh, joining us on Prime Sports tonight. You spoke to the minister indicating, where well, he indicated that some $8,000 has been made available to the athletes to help them recover. First of all, what can you report on the status of the athletes? Have they left Budapest now? Um, very much so. Uh, the athletes are still in Budapest, uh, um, and uh, my understanding after speaking to them is that they will be here for the rest of the competition. Uh, and the competition ends on Sunday, so just three more days to the end of the competition. Um, they already had tickets to the end of the competition, and it would cost a bit more money to try and change those tickets, and the hotels too had been booked for by World Athletics until the end of the competition. So. Um, they made a decision to stay put for the rest of the competition and then see to um, to the end of it. So, just like Paul Amor, James Darcy, and the rest of Team Ghana are in uh, are in uh, are still in Budapest and they they will stay here until Sunday. I think they will begin to fly out on Monday. Um, let's talk about the money that has been made available to them, uh, which was disclosed by the minister over there. Um, what really went into that uh, decision to give them $8,000? Yeah, uh, you know, and, and it's not like maybe I want to blow my own horn, um, but you know, um, I think after the two of the competition, uh, the interview with Deborah Appa went viral, where she complained bitterly about some officials making promises and not delivering on them mm-hmm. uh, to try and help her um, treat an injury that she's been carrying for well over a year, and that those promises were never redeemed, and uh, she had continued to battle that, that injury for the past 12 months. So I think with that in the back of the minds of the officials um, and following the the uh, the unfortunate injuries to these two, it just made sense for them to take action now because the Deborah situation or story was still very fresh. And if they allowed them to go back to uh, to their various bases in uh, in the U.S., um, I, I think that the, the the backlash would still continue, and they didn't want that. One of the other things that I understand uh, created a bit of chaos was when they were mentioned the fact that the vice president posted her and Azamati when they were world leaders in their various events at some at some point last season but then uh, since the injury uh, everybody has abandoned them basically uh, an analogy that she made trying to 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 say that when they do well the whole country takes pride even including the vice president and so I think all of that and the politics of it and, and everything that has happened mm. in the past few days, it's kind of made it a logical decision for them to step in and do something immediately. And I think it's credit to them. $8,000, obviously, there is no understanding just how much the treatment of such injuries cost. They could vary. Mm-hmm. The good news for them is that the minister, the deputy minister who did the presentation on behalf of 
uh, his boss, Mr. Fayusi, uh, and the government of Ghana had indicated clearly that uh, um, that if the money becomes insufficient to treat the injuries, whatever extra cost they incur in that process, they should make receipts available and the government will take up the cost of that. And all of it basically is in in uh, in readiness or in eagerness to try and get the athletes ready to compete at the Africa Games next year in March. And the deputy minister said mm-hmm. that is an even more important competition for them than anything else uh, because they're, they're, they're hosting and they need to do well at home. So it's better for them to support the athletes to try and get back to full fitness by March next year. So it's all, uh, I'm guessing, part of a desperate attempt to uh, ultimately get the athletes um, to be back in full fitness also uh, to put up a really good showing at the Africa Games in March next year. I mean, I understand you, you, you just disclosed to us that uh, uh, the minister has agreed to refund the Barakwa's treatment, uh, the cost involved in a treatment, if she's able to provide receipts to that effect. That's very profound there, you know, for the minister to do that. But, I mean, relative to the other athletes, how have they received the news that they've gotten $8,000 to help them with the treatment? I'm sure you've been interacting with them. And also, for the other athletes who were unable to, you know, participate in the 4 by 100 relay, which they were looking forward to on Friday, you've been speak- if you've been speaking to them also, what has been their reaction to, you know, the news that they've withdrawn from it? Yeah, the disappointment is massive because they have been training the whole time to, to compete on Friday. Mm-hmm. Unlike the other athletes, the other three runners uh, had come to the competition basically for the purpose of running that relay. Uh, and so for them not to be stepping onto the track on Friday, it's a massive disappointment. But I think ultimately they understand that the circumstances were beyond anybody else's control. In fact, the injured athletes probably were more disappointed than even the ones who are not injured because they are the ones that have to um, go back and, and, and start a treatment routine, which in itself is both a mental and a physical game. It's not easy uh, on its own. But I think, you know, I think generally it's... A lot of them have been left very drunk for them because I met the entire team yesterday, last night, at the uh, uh, when they met the minister. I saw every single one of them, and they looked completely crestfallen. Um, and mostly also because, you know, the World Championship provides a massive platform for a lot of these athletes yeah. to try and, and, and do well, and which could go a long way to trying, you know, to helping them secure contracts or sponsorships. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, even Joseph Walamo himself just got a sponsorship deal with ASICS, and this is his first major championship since signing that deal. So to come here and get injured uh, and not do well, it's a massive, massive letdown because the sponsors, when they put money behind you, they want you to do well and project their brand. So to not be able to do that because of an injury in itself is a, it's a big, big disappointment. But even more critical uh, regarding this situation, come Friday, of course, Team Ghana will not run, is the fact that it makes their qualification to the Paris 2024 Olympic Games very complicated now because um, the more straightforward path to qualification to the Olympic Games would have been for them to qualify, to run tomorrow and try and qualify for the finals. And if you qualify for the finals, all eight teams that make the final will gain automatic entries to the World Relays to be to be hosted in the Bahamas in April next year. And that competition 
will be the qualifying event for the relays uh, for the 2024 Paris Olympic Games. So to not be running and with no chance of making the final mm-hmm. um, means that there's no straightforward qualification to the Bahamas. Now, Team Ghana will have to find different ways of trying to qualify. Mm-hmm. Most importantly, they have to now qualify through the ranking. And to qualify through the ranking, you need to run an awful lot of races. It just works like the FIFA ranking. In order to move up the ranking, you need to play more matches and accumulate more points because mm. of the good times that you run. Mm. That's the same thing that has to happen in order for them to qualify now. So they have to come there. That Africa Games coming up is critical. They have to run there. Yeah. They have to enter other relay competitions around the world mm-hmm. to try build up points to push them up the ranking so they can qualify for the Bahamas uh, Relay uh, uh, World Championships. Well, um, and in that competition, it's where the top 16 teams will be selected uh, for the uh, sorry for the uh, Paris Olympics. Yeah, Olympic Games there. Well, thank you. Thanks very much. And uh, uh, just keep an eye on the performance of the African athletes, you know, the exception of Ghana over there. And of course, tomorrow we'll try and have some further discussion on their performance over there. That's uh, Fancho Tahiru with the Joy Sports team all the way in Hungary, Budapest. But let's do football now because Vice President of the Ghana Football Association, Mark Ado, has cautioned the country could risk falling behind in football development on the continent if investment in the game does not increase soon. According to him, many countries on the continent are making massive investment in the game. And if same is not replicated in Ghana, we might not be able to compete with countries like Tanzania. What should Ghanaians expect in the next four years? We, should, we can only go higher from a standpoint that we, we want the, our national teams to be strong. We want to be a powerhouse in Africa and the world. And so a lot of resources will go into developing our coaches and developing our teams to that level. Our local league still needs a lot of help um, in terms of uh, making a product that people can go and watch like we used to. Uh, our referees have to be, we have to strengthen their capability as well so that the games are, are officiated fair and clean you know, in a very professional way. Uh, one of the efforts is to continue engagement with government for government support because we can't do it all. There's a lot of tremendous amount of resources that will require at these levels. We want our national teams to be top in the world. We have to put a lot of resources at our levels, like other countries are doing. And that's the result that you know that you see in Senegal and Morocco and all these places because they put an amount of, amount of resources. And if we don't do it, trust me, you will be sitting here one day and you see countries like Tanzania and all these people, you know, just raising buyers because we have not invested in in those areas. Yeah, so that's the president, vice president of the Ghana Football Association. That while Lord and the association's uh, you know, objective, hoping to become a powerhouse in uh, football as far as the continent is concerned, and also call on the government to invest in the game. Well, one group that is also helping to identify talent and develop them in the country is Active Aid Community a Group, and they are set to undertake a football development program in November later this year at the Kisselman Sports Complex. And uh, I have the founder and uh, CEO of the group, Lucinda Fletcher, in the studio with me, alongside the public relations officer, Redwan Van Lida, also in the studio with me. And uh, Fletcher is also a member of the SAFA National Football Committee over there, Sports Committee. Guys, thanks so much for coming to the studio. And um, 
Let me start with you. Um, uh, Ridwan, great. And uh, study, you're a Ghanaian, right? You're here yeah, with us yeah. in Ghana. I'm a Ghana. 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 Oh, nice one. Nia Yes, sir. The homo is going well, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Exciting. <laughs> I love it. Great. You didn't, except you didn't bring the Popoy subs to the studio. Don't worry, my next time coming out. Great. You have to bring it. And uh, Fletcher, welcome to Ghana and welcome to the Journey Studio. But let, let me start with you in terms yeah. of Active Aid Group. Uh, help us appreciate exactly what it's about. What do you do? Okay, so Activate started in South Africa in 2019, and we are a football development program. So we literally focus on grassroots football development, and we assist them in from developing straight into professional clubs, and mm. we're hoping to do the same here in Ghana. Mm. So you have a, a very strong emphasis on grassroots football. Yes. And I'm sure, uh, Ridwan, you also are very familiar with the grassroots football terrain yeah. in Ghana. Yes, please. Um, I mean, so what has been your assessment of grassroots football in Ghana? Do you think we are doing well? Are we doing any well here in Ghana as far as grassroots football is concerned? Yeah. Um, okay, let me, let me first of all say thank you to Kurt. Because when he came to power, I, I've seen a lot of development in the grassroots. Mm. So going back to my basis, mm. like my professional, so I've been I've, I've been a scout, a football agent, and a sports analyst. As well. mm. I've been going to Tamale, I've been going to Takrade, Wawinch. I've been going to a very far places to scout for these young kids and tell them. I can tell you with the fact that we have a lot of talent in Ghana, mm. but how to explore them. Most of them don't really understand the game. It's like they are born with a talent. You wake up, you know how to kick football, mm. you can run, mm. you see you are a player. But there is a lot to it. That is what they are lacking. Mm. And that is why me, myself, I'm so much into the active aids. So that we, I'm a football um, agent and I have my own program called the Football Education Global, mm. which I do teach you know, kids on how to play football, the mindset. I psych them, I do talk to them a lot. So I think this... It's a very nice program to push these kids out because they have the talent, but they don't know a lot about the game. So I mean, you, you talk about talent being yeah. abundant in Ghana, and of course, uh, in the news is the fact that someone like Enes Nyama playing for North Zealand, getting a big move to yeah. French giant Olympic yeah. Lyon, yeah. massive deal for him. You know, he's just been at um, you know North Zealand for just a little while, just at like twelve months, and he's already gotten a massive move to Olympic Lyon. Conversations are already, you know, uh, far advanced relative to Mohamed Kudu's yeah. possible move to West Ham United. I mean, for someone like you who has been working with young talent in the county, what does such news mean for you? That someone like Mohamed Kudu's who started from the grassroots here in Ghana, in Esmiyama, yeah. yeah. getting the opportunity to play at such high level, what, what does it mean? Uh, it doesn't only mean a lot to myself. It mm. means a lot to the Ghana Football Association. Mm. It means a lot to Ghana, every Ghanaian as well. Yourself, mm. myself, and everybody out there who love football as a whole. You understand? So with Kudus and the, the other guys, what they are doing is massively well. Mm. It's even good, giving us a good name for other people to feel like, whoa, mm. you know, there are some kind of good kids out there. Let's go there. Let's mm. follow up. Let's see what mm. and what they have over there. Because Mohamed Kudus, we don't have only him from Ghana. Mm. We have a lot of players coming up like him. So... I think this is a good call for even the Europeans to follow up mm. and come and see the goodies that we have here. Mm. Interesting. And that's where Fletcher, you come in and your group comes in because you are looking to identify talent. And you have a program at the Kissingman Sports Complex yeah. later this year in November. Talk to me about that program. What do you intend to do? Sure. Yeah, we are very excited um, to be hosting our very first um, development program. So yeah. the aim is literally to, to get youngsters from as young as 12 years, between 12 and 19 years, to come down 
um, to the grounds and, and get developed. Because mm. as much as we have a lot of talented players, and like Ridwan said rightfully, they mm -hmm. are extremely a lot of talented players, but what they do lack is the bridge between the basics of knowing football mm. and taking that into professional play. Mm. Because we've got a lot of talented ones, they play league, they play tournaments, but they also pick up a lot of bad habits. Mm. And that is where we come in. Because we want to show you and teach you the right way to do football. We literally are focused on developing a newer breed of footballers mm. where they will do the right thing at the right time and be very well educated on and off the field so that they can showcase the best of the best talent. Mm. And we do believe that that is possible right here in Ghana. It's amazing. So you're not just trying to find talent. You want to also grow the personality traits of yeah. these footballers. It's so, very important. You know, and I think yeah. that's very profound, especially yeah. in an age where you know, it's easy for a player to reach stardom and all of a sudden begin to engage in all manner of vices yeah. and all of that. So it's really yeah. crucial. Uh, let me come back to you, uh, Ridwan. We understand the program is coming up in November later this year. Yeah, sure. And uh, at the Kissingman Sports Complex. What else can you share with us? Um, we, have, we have a five-day um, program. Mm. It's not only a single day where the players will come and then we will share them 11-11, play, we see that, oh, you are tactically good, you can run, we pick you. No, this is not what we are coming to do. We have a five days. If you register, we have a five days for you. Mm. You come, you learn what is football and law? Mm. Football management agreement. How is it? What, what, what is it like? Mm. Football and your habits. How is it like? Football entertainment. How is it like? Mm. We need to let them understand the basic so that in, in the future, they will know that, yeah, I'm fully prepared. And even we also looking at, you know, them adopting the system that we are bringing, we will also know that these guys are ready, these guys are not ready because mm. we have a package for the elite group mm. and yeah. the semi-elite group, mm. which... After we are finished with the program, we pick the elite group. The semi-elite group will be monitored by we that we are going to work with the vicinity here in Ghana. We will be monitoring them. When we see that they are prepared mindfully, everything is ready for them. We also push them to the elite side and then we explore them to the world. And it's either some opportunity for um, you know aspiring footballers to even ply their trade in, in, in South Africa. Yeah. And what even interested me the more was the fact that this is not just exclusive to say men footballers it's both gender you know yeah. male and female yeah. at a time when women's yeah. game is at its very peak yes. oh, just yes. gone by was a women's yes. walk up fascinating yes. display of football so i mean why do you want to also pay attention to the women's game why do you intend to you know inculcate that into this program and also just a bit on the opportunity available for them well it's it's very important like we've seen that um the the time that it's, it's now for mm. women. Mm. Like, we've done exceptionally well. Um, I think South Africa, Nigeria, we've all, they've all made their mm. countries proud. Yeah. And we do think that now is the time for these youngsters to rise. Um, they were left on a very high wave mm -hmm. um, with women doing us so, so proud. And, yeah. and the opportunity is there. And yeah. we've shown, and sorry, I'm not biased or mm. anything, yeah. but we've definitely shown the men yeah. that, that we can do what Absolutely. they've been doing for years. Absolutely. We have done this in a mm. shorter time frame. Mm -hmm. So um, we are excited. And yes, I've, just before I came here, I actually mm. spoke to one of the, um, the coaches in our premier Hollywood Bets League in mm. South Africa. Mm. And he was saying, you in Ghana, bring me back those talented ones. So 
I'm really hoping that we could find some really good female footballers mm -hmm. that we can take back to South Africa. We are excited. We, we want to have them there. Yeah. Amazing. Well, uh, I mean, time is pretty much done, but yeah. uh, let's just reiterate on where the program is happening, who can be part of it, how they can be part of it, finally. Oh, okay, so like we, we started it from the age of 12 mm. to 20. Okay, that 20 is okay. Yeah, from age of <laughs> from the age of 12 to 20. Okay, mm. and it's open for both genders, female mm. and male as well. And it's at Kissiman. Mm. We, we will launch it officially mm. on the 4th to 8th of November, mm. and we are fully preparing for that. Mm. Amazing. Yeah. We'll definitely yeah. be there. And they can definitely, um, they can go to our website, okay. www.activate.site, mm. and go and grab some more information. They mm. can also register there, mm. and they can just, um, you know, check out our social media pages mm. to, to keep up to date with what is happening, when it's happening, and where mm. it's happening. Amazing. Yeah. So that's a very important football program coming up later this year in November. You want to be part of it, just register, and you might just stand an opportunity to apply or trade in South Africa, and that's Fletcher and Ridwan with Active 8. Uh, they're going to be in the studio with me just as we just bring you some update from FIFA because the disciplinary committee of the World Governor Football League has opened disciplinary proceedings against Luis Robiales, the president of the Spanish FA, who kissed Jenny Hermoso after the country's Women's Walkout victory on Sunday. Now, in a statement, FIFA reiterated its unwavering commitment to respecting the integrity of all individuals and strongly condemned any behavior to the contrary. Well, him also initially said on social media she did not like the kiss. But a statement on her behalf was later released by the RFF in which she described it as spontaneous. Now, Rubiales, who initially called his critics idiots, issued an apology on Monday, but is still facing calls to resign, with Spain's Prime Minister, Pedro Sanchez, describing the apology as insufficient. Well... One video has been trending on social media, and it's about Lionel Messi's bodyguard, and this is why. Very overprotective Lionel Messi's bodyguard, and that's what we do the captains on tonight's edition of Prime Sport. Amira Zakusba, have a lovely evening. Sports segments was brought to you by Mende DBS Industries to you. Let's go to DBS Industries.